Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. This podcast was created for the beauty industry professional that wants to grow and build a profitable career. I will share with you how I overcame fear, shifted my mindset, and created a strategy to build a business and life that I love. If you're feeling stuck, you want more out of this industry, and need guidance from someone that has gone before you, then stick around because I believe that you can be the game changer in your life because if you can dream it, you can create it, and you have the ability to crush it. Welcome to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. You are listening to episode eight, and we are talking about self-worth, pricing strategy, and discounts. Ah, I love this topic so much because so much of our self-worth is either built up or it can be broken down through our pricing and our discount strategies. I want to start this podcast out with a couple of quotes just to let this sink in and give you some good positive vibes. So the first quote, make sure you don't start seeing yourself through the eyes of those who don't value you. Know your worth even if they don't. Your self-worth has nothing to do with your craft or calling and everything to do with how you treat yourself. Ooh, that one is a good one. And the third one is to double your net worth, double your self-worth because you will never exceed the height of your self-image. These quotes are so powerful and I believe that we really need to start first with ourselves of how we go about pricing. In the beauty industry, so much of our confidence and who we are, we feel like is defined defined by our craft and how our clients feel about the service that we gave about gave to them. I believe that we all have fears, right? And even if we have fears, we still need to go boldly forward. With our pricing and our self-worth, our fears could be something that looks like it, we're too expensive. People are not going to want to book our services because we are not in their price range. And we want to grow our business, so we feel like we just need to offer the cheapest price. But I will tell you that that is not the right strategy to have. Because I think that it is all about perception as well. I love to shop. And if I was going to buy a a sweatshirt, I could buy a sweatshirt that's $15 or I could buy a sweatshirt that is $50. Which sweatshirt do you think is going to have more value or quality? Probably the more expensive one, right? And I think that the same analogy could be held true for our services. So if you're charging, let's say, $15 for a haircut, the perceived value of how people 
when people are going to receive a haircut from you are your expectations, their expectations might be fairly low. Not that there's anything wrong with charging $15, but let me explain. Okay, self-worth. The sense of one's own value or worth as a person. So this is not about comparing yourself to others around you. And I know that that can happen quite a bit, especially if you're like in a salon or a spa environment. You can't help but to look around at your teammates and think to yourself, I'm better than they are or I'm not as good as they are. And you're constantly comparing yourself to other people's own journey and it just doesn't even fit with all of your own experience. You know, our inner dialogue and the story that we are telling ourselves is so important because this could be a positive inner dialogue or a negative one. And just know you taking the time to listen to podcasts and reading, you're investing in yourself. And so I believe that you are worthy to be successful and you're fully capable because you're already carving out time to do this for yourself. You know, your self-worth, I think, is molded and shaped by a few different things. Experience, you know, growth, maturity, that just comes with time. Your life experiences, whether it was good or bad experiences, this shapes your self-worth. the different hands-on experience that you have as well. You know, the the more that you do things, um, it becomes more natural and and second nature. I mean, think about like the first time that you held a pair of shears, you know, very awkward. Where do I put my thumb? How do I like open and close it without like doing an alligator hand, right? In the beginning, it's just completely different. And then after some time of doing it over and over again, it just becomes like I could just do this in my sleep. Um, my As far as myself being a hairdresser, now when I'm holding a comb, I just like, I have to hold my shears in my hand because it just doesn't feel right without it, right? And then time of experience as well. You know, the longer that you are doing makeup, doing hair, um, the more comfortable and the more confident that you will be because of that experience. Um, And this will help to mold and shape your self-worth. Throughout this process of growth, I do believe that it's important to, you know, daily have words of affirmation. You know, I believe that this is where our our confidence, self-worth and confidence goes hand in hand. And it's like, you can't teach necessarily somebody to be confident, but you can give the right tools and uh, action steps that can create confidence. Like that's the result of you learning and gaining that experience. Um, and that, and it does, it just takes time. Um, you know, I think that with self-worth, I think most of us have an idea of what we're really good at. And then there's areas that we need to improve. Um, and I think that there's, it's good to know what your strengths and your weaknesses may be. So words of affirmation daily, build this into your script, especially if you have that inner dialogue that is just the negative Nancy in your head, okay? Just, you need to every day, and it may sound silly to some of you, but just do it anyways, you know? When no one's looking and no one's listening, this is just 
for yourself, you know? Tell yourself that you are capable, you are strong, you are smart, you are wise, you are courageous, you are bold, you are meant to be doing this. Whatever you feel like will help you and build yourself up, I encourage you to daily do this. I have to do this for myself daily. This is how I get up in the morning every day is I pray and I give thanks. I show gratitude and I give myself words of affirmation. Unfortunately, I feel like too many of us, we don't get enough uh, maybe praise from the people around us. And it's just so important that you give yourself daily praise. Um, and I believe that that just really can help boost your self-worth, your self-esteem. And, you know, this isn't about ego. That is just so different. You know, ego, I believe, is like somebody... No, ego could be two different things, right? It could be a positive thing. I think it's important to be confident, for sure. But I think that there's also a real thing about a negative ego, which is like being closed-minded, uncoachable, unwilling to work together as a team. In Latin, ego means I. So this has nothing to do with ego. There's something very different from knowing your self-worth and being confident as opposed to like narcissistic, egotistic, like, so always be learning, always be growing and stretching yourself to help create and grow that self-worth. I mean, life happens. There's so many things in our personal life and, and terrible things in the news that just constantly like break us down, tear us down. And I think that what we do have control of is our inner dialogue of telling ourselves that we are worthy and we are capable. So keep telling yourself that and and really strengthen that inner dialogue to be extremely positive and strong because there will be people and it could be your clients it could be unfortunately maybe maybe your so-called friends that or even like a spouse that may tear you down knowing your self-worth is just so important and don't allow those people to treat you anything anywhere less right Self-worth, education. I mean, this could be books you read, podcasts um, like this one, um, and watching videos and surrounding yourself with mastermind groups and people of that such will also help boost your self-worth. Friends, I have a question. How are you staying connected with your clients these days? Is it social media, Facebook, Instagram? Don't you think it's so difficult now to get engagement and to get likes and grow your business? It is. It's constantly changing. And I'm asking this and telling you this because I recently started using email campaigns on a website called Flowdesk and I love it. And I want to share it with you because it's working out really well for me. It's easy, it's affordable, and it's like copy and paste style. Got to do it because if you're not an IT guy, this is perfect for you. Head over to flowdesk.com, sign up today, and you can get 50% off your subscription. Use the code GAMECHANGER for your chance to get 50% off. That's $19 a month for life. This is a beautiful way to connect with your clients, 
show them and tell them all the different fun activities that are happening and promotions that are happening in your business and stay connected in a real true way. Pricing strategy. So often we cannot help ourselves but to be looking around and thinking and seeing what are other people doing. What is that salon charging? What is that bridal company charging? Um, This is just crazy. Just stop doing that right now because don't you think that what you have to offer is different from what the company down the street is offering? And if you don't think so, they, that company does not have you. You have something unique to give. You have your own creative ways. And yes, maybe you have a few different mentors that you love watching their videos and you aspire to be like them. But I think that over time, we just grab bits and pieces from each of our educators and we create that to be our own unique uh, way of doing things, whether it's hair or makeup or whatnot. So stop looking so closely at what other people are doing because if you do, then you'll eventually start to just become just like them. So I do strongly uh, feel that it's a disservice to yourself if you are just like looking at every single salon or bridal company out there and thinking about what are they doing and how are they doing it and what is their pricing. There's so many variables here, you guys. Um, your location, if you're a salon or a spa, what is your location, right? Are you hidden? Are you on a busy street? Are you in a strip mall? Are you in a standalone boutique? Um, your location definitely is going to either Uh, increase the price or possibly decrease the price what about the design inside you know I uh, recently opened up a salon in September I will tell you we put a lot of money and thought and nurture into our design plan and if I can do I do say so myself I am biased but it's beautiful and I believe that our pricing needs to reflect the the design and the money that we put into this space. Um, if this is a topic too that you would love to hear more about as far as like um, opening up a salon and the costs and uh, the, de- de- blah, the design plan, then please let me know. Um, and then also your expenses, you know, you have rent, you have bills, you have utilities. You, if you're a freelancer, you have Um, You have to pay for your insurance. You have to pay for the um, organization of your business, whether you're an LLC or in a partnership. Um, What about the tools that you're using and the products that you're using, right? So what about the salon that uses Redken versus a salon that uses Davines? Now, nothing against either choice of products, but, you know, for instance... A box of Redken color costs around $7. And the cost of a box of color from Davines is $10. So if if we both used, you know, 50 tubes of color over time, that's going to be 
well over a thousand dollar difference a year just on color Um, and that's definitely on a very small scale that I'm using that as an example but why would we charge the same amount when the cost of the products are different significantly different right Um, basically the expenses is anything any money that you're spending on your business. We spend money on marketing, we spend money on advertising, we've got salon expenses because we have to buy water and coffee and toilet paper, um, laundry detergent. What about the money that we spend on our education every year, right? Because we're all spending money on education. Yes, we're shaking our heads, good. Um, you know, I spend a lot of money on my education. It's very important to me that I continue to learn and grow and stretch myself because there's always room to grow. You have to be a student for life. So if I spend $5,000 on my education, yes, I am going to charge more than somebody who doesn't spend anything on their education. Oh, and then also, if you are a freelancer or a business owner, you have taxes to pay. 25% of your gross is going to taxes. I know, it's disgusting, but it's reality and it's true and we have to factor in all of these expenses into our pricing strategy. Now, I'm not gonna go into an actual math equation here because there is a lot of resources and maybe down the road, I will create an actual pricing strategy Um, However, if you're outside running or if you are driving in the car, you probably won't be able to jot this down in your notes. So I'm not going to go over an, an actual math equation, but in that math equation, you will need to be evaluating how much money that you are spending, you know, per month or per year on all the things right? Because this is super essential to figuring out what you need to be charging. Um, Also, the amount of time, you know, you could find out what your hourly fee is or your per minute fee is, and that could, that will help you decide how much money that you need to be charging per service. And I think this is super helpful, especially when, um, you know, for my bridal business, I need to make sure that I make X amount of money per half day um, in order to take myself out of the salon and go on location. So it was super important to me that I know what my hourly fee is. And, And don't be afraid to charge, you know? I feel like our industry... Yes, it is so fulfilling, but it can be so uh, discouraging at the same time. I mean, because yes, we are trading time for money. And oftentimes, most of us are just, we're working our butts off to just, you know, make ends meet and to increase our pay. I do believe that it's important to work smarter and not harder because if you are priced incorrectly, I mean, you have to do so many more clients. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, that it's just not sustainable. I've been in this industry since 2002. I cannot physically stand up for nine hours straight and be doing care all day. I just, I physically cannot. 
Um, it's, it's just my, my hands hurt. It's very difficult on my body. Um, and it's just not my cup of tea anymore, you know? So it's like, how do I work smarter? You know, my clients, they are big ticket item are big. Uh, they have big tickets and we do very long services on them. And so I may only have three clients that day. However, the money will be there because I'm charging accordingly for the services that I'm performing for them. You know, and that it goes into how much time are you spending on your guest? Um, I think that time is money and make sure that you're charging accordingly. And I would be very upfront about charging too during that consultation time of, you know, this is going to take us three, four hours. And I would just very upfront, let them know what you're charging for that. So if you are charging per hour, that let them know, like I charge $100 per hour. So today's service is minimum is going to be 300. And let's say you're doing a creative color, you might be using maybe $50 of just color. And $50 of color has nothing to do with all the labor that you're putting in as well. So this is where your time and your expenses need to be uh, in consideration um, for how you charge. In addition, what do you want to profit? If you are looking to, let's say you want to be a six-figure stylist, most likely you are not taking home and pocketing all of that money because you have expenses, right? Even if you are an employee, you are probably getting a percentage of that, you know? So you would have to bring in double the amount of of, um, services and clients to hit that number. So pricing is such a huge deal, you know, as far as like, maybe increasing your prices as well. This is a huge topic of when should we do a price increase? How much we should do a price increase? With all of the research that I have done, I do believe that doing a price increase yearly is is recommended. In addition, though, you need to be evaluating constantly where you're at. So tracking your numbers, making sure that you're seeing an increase. If you are booked, especially if you're booked three at least three weeks out and you're like 85% booked with requests, that is a good indicator that you are building a very stable, strong business and that would entail an increase. I believe an increase of 10% will really help because when you do increase your prices, then typically... of your clients you will lose. That's not a bad thing though, because now you're opening up your book to new clients who will pay that 10% increase. So some people are on a budget and that is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, But then there's also people who are looking for more of the high end. So as you're building your books, you're becoming more busy. You're spending time on your education. You're gaining your experience. You are confident then you can raise your prices. I do believe as far as the year, as far as when to raise them, I mean, ideally it's going to be around the holiday time because people are 
are spending money and it's not much as a shock as opposed to in January when everyone's looking at their bank account like, oh my gosh, I just spent all my money on Christmas gifts for everybody, right? Um, so I would recommend not doing it in January and, and most likely do it towards the end of the year. However, that being said, if you are fully booked three weeks out or even more, then I would say, I think that it's safe to say that you will be fine if you uh, increase your prices because if you are fully booked, then you may be missing opportunities to get last minute guests in um, or new clients in. So, I mean, some clients will call in and they're like, I I need to get in next week. I, I heard great things about you. You're highly recommended. If you don't have any time on your books to get that person in for the next three weeks and she has gray outgrowth and she needs you ASAP, she probably is going to go see somebody else. So having a few gaps on your book is is not a bad thing because you need to also have some open space for new clients as well. And I believe that it's really important to Yes, focus on your clients that you already have, your existing clients. Those are super valuable and important, but you also need to constantly be building. Don't close your books and say that you're not taking any more clients. You you need to have this even flow of taking care of your existing guests and also opening up your books and opportunities for new guests to come in. Because guess what? When you increase your prices, you may lose some of those people that you thought, oh no, Mary's going to stay with me forever. That's not true. Um, Your clients always have the option to go somewhere else. So always creating that wow experience for them. Um, And then also too, the different techniques that we're using, the quality of our products, what type of experience are you going to be creating for them? You know, like Okay, let's talk about food because I love food and and uh, I'm kind of hungry right now, anyways. But burgers, I love burgers. You could go to McDonald's and get a burger, or you could go to a high end luxury steakhouse and get a delicious burger. You could have a great customer experience. The ambiance is going to be beautiful. It's going to be very clean. Yes, you're getting a burger at both places. But the total experience is completely different. So this also is included in your pricing strategy because people could go anywhere and get a cut and a color, makeup done, an updo done. But why go to you? And and why charge what you're charging? I think that we need to really evaluate all of the expenses and the time and the experience that you want to um, create for that that client. Factor in all of those expenses and figure out how much you want to profit. And that should be what that pricing strategy will look like. Now let's jump into discounts because oftentimes we have this fear mentality that we're too expensive or our clients can't afford it or maybe their client is going through a rough time or you feel very close with your client and so you just discount and discount and discount and there's no reason why you discount. 
And then at the end of the day, you're completely bummed because you you didn't hit your numbers because you discounted yourself and your self-worth goes downhill as well because, because your clients are probably thinking, well, this is probably, you know, she's giving me 20% off or 50% off. Like this, the value of the service is probably not worth what she is charging anyways. So discounts can be good and they can be bad. And so right now I'm speaking about the bad discounts where you're just like giving discounts just because, um, you know, I love to shop. So I'll talk about shopping quite a bit throughout this podcast, but there are some stores that I love to go to. And I only go to them when they're offering 40% off of everything in the store. And why? Because they offer it like almost every other month. So I never go and pay full price for anything. Why? Because why would I when I know that I could get it 40% off in a few weeks? So I think that the same can happen in your own business if you're constantly discounting things that people are just like, I'm just going to not buy products because I know that she's going to discount them or I'm not going to get this uh, highlight because I know this month they're going to give me a discount. Um, They'll feel like the value of it is not worth the full price of what you're charging, right? But I do think that this also is the perception of the value of service. So I do say that though that you could give some free things away or discount some services that may not necessarily cost us that much money and that much time, such as conditioning treatments, waxing services, uh, maybe touching up your lipstick after a service or something like that. It's, it doesn't take a lot of time. It's not going to be a, um, a large expense to our service or to our expenses. So adding some value like that, I think, is going to be better for your bottom line, right? Because you want to be a six-figure stylist, right? Um, and then also the perception is like, wow, I'm getting a great value because I'm getting a cut in the color and I'm getting a complimentary $25 conditioning treatment. I think that people see that as like, wow, this is, this is great value, you know? And I think by also introducing them to something free and they get to see the quality of it and the experience that they get, you know, when we give a conditioning treatment, uh, you know, we are a Davines salon and the product smells amazing. And then, of course, the shampoo, the conditioning, that's the best part. So we give them an extra um, head massage and just really um, rub their temples and the neck area and just make them feel like they're sitting and, and ready to take a nap because it just feels so good. And it was free, you know. And for us, it probably took us maybe five minutes and cost us maybe 50 cents, maybe 50 cents. Isn't that so much better than saying like today, um, I'm just going to knock off $20 or $50 off of your service because I like you. Um, Well, guess what? That person that you think that you really like and you think that she really likes you, next time she might just go somewhere else because maybe she just wants a really good deal. And that is totally fine. Consumers have the right to go wherever they want to, you know, but 
I think that you also need to just remind yourself that they can leave at any time. So for you to bend over backwards constantly and throw out discounts, it's not going to be beneficial to you and your business. It's, it's just not going to help you grow. Also, you need to be consistent too, okay? So you give her a discount. Is she always going to expect that discount? I mean, what if you have a huge benchmark and a huge goal that you're really trying to achieve in 2020? You are not going to get there by offering her a discount every single time. And what if she tells her friends? Or what if she tells one of your other clients and you've never given that other client a discount? I mean, if I heard about that, like if, you know, if I was going somewhere, getting my nails done or whatnot, and I found out that my girlfriend was getting charged $20, $30 less, and it's like, I'm I'm spending way more money. I'm going at the same time. Like, am I not a good client? Like, why can't I get that discount? And then I might confront you and say, oh, can I get uh, $30, $30 off too? Like, that is that is just like the worst. And you don't want that to happen to your business. You don't want to be known as that discount artist. And then, like I said, this is just hurting your self-worth, you know? Don't you value your time? the service that you've given to that person, did you not think that it was of good quality? Do you think that your products that you're using are not good quality? People need to pay the full amount because you are worth it. You are educating yourself. You are taking the time. You're giving them a quality service. So know your self-worth with this, you know? And what is your goal with the discount? You know, is it to increase more traffic into your business? Is it to promote a a particular new product that you have? Maybe you do want to discount your conditioning treatments because you really want people to continue to get them done after every color service. I do believe that, though, with discounts, it can work. But it has to be a give and receive type of discount, meaning... Maybe you could use this to grow your business, meaning like, okay, if you send me in um, three clients, then I will give you a free haircut or a 50% off um, your a makeup application or whatever you're willing to uh, discount or give away, but you are growing your business and you're making it a huge incentive for her to send people back into the salon. Um, I've mentioned this in my other podcast, but we have a referral program where we give $25 in product credit when they send in a client to us. Make sure though, you don't give them the product right away, um, before they send clients in. And, um, this has happened to me before where I asked a client to do something and they said, oh yeah, I will do that. And I would like this discount. And so I gave her the discount and I kid you not, she did not follow through. So shame on me, right? (laughs) So make sure that first you tell the client what the special offer is. Make sure that you receive what you're asking for. Then you can give. So I'm a firm believer in giving, but in this sense, Receive first and then give, right? Another way that you could use a discount is 
writing, writing a review. If you ask somebody to write you a review, you could give them something for that review. Reviews are huge, whether it's Google, Facebook, Yelp, um, or, you know, being a bridal, on-location bridal company, we ask for reviews on the knot. These are important to us because clients look at the reviews and they're like, wow, this company must be really good or this person is really good because they have a five-star rating review. Now, be careful with the reviews because there is some strict rules on that. But if you just ask the client, I'd love it if you write me a review. And if they show you the review or you see it, one, make sure to respond right away. And two, follow through with what you're going to be offering them. Um, another way that you could do a discount is if somebody blasts it on their social media, you know, like who are the influencers of your town, your area? Maybe you have a client that has a lot of followers um, or a lot of engagement or a lot of extra pull in the community. Yeah, you want them to shout your name at the top of the roof of how great you are to all of her friends. Yeah, I think I would give something in return for that, right? I mean, and it doesn't, I mean, make it a good incentive, right? I don't think that people are really going to be like bending over backwards for you for five bucks. I don't think that is going to be enough. But if, you know, if you're going to offer them a free haircut or a free shampoo or something along those lines, that perceived value is much higher and more likely that they will follow through with that. So hopefully these ideas help you. Um, and also in turn, I believe that there is a time to give for my top clients throughout the year. I give them gifts appreciation, and this could be anywhere from a handwritten letter. It could be a free product. It could be a free conditioning treatment. But if my clients are spending $10,000 every year with me, oh, believe me, I appreciate them quite a bit. It's, they're super valuable to me. Um, and I have super high goals and I'm sure that you do too. I know that you do. And so if you have some excellent clients that you just really want to show your appreciation to them, giving them something for free, especially a handwritten card with some little token inside of there, I think that just speaks such huge volumes um, to you as a stylist. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode, episode eight, and I want to encourage you to Continue to give yourself words of affirmation, build up your self-worth, know that you are worth being a, um, a six-figure stylist or makeup artist, and it is possible. So make sure that you evaluate your pricing strategy of what you're currently doing. And if you're discounting, just make sure that you are very intentional about it and it's actually doing good for you and not a disservice. So I want to thank you so much for staying with me today and the Beauty Business uh, Game Changer podcast. And if you can dream it, you can create it and you have the ability to crush it. Thanks, guys. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the Game Changer.